last week we talked about God is your individual soul and mind. And tonight's session is called God Alone Knows It All. Uh, we're continuing to establish some truth. For centuries we are given away our power by believing in and giving power to inanimate objects. We think certain precious stones have power. We think there is power in organs and things like that. So tonight we are taking back the power and stop trying to cross some of the superstitions and stuff like that. And know that, recognize that really there's only one power and there's only one God. Amen. All right, so tonight I'm looking for three readers. 1 Corinthians 8 verses 3 to 6. The second reader is Galatians 2 verses 19 to 21. And the third is Matthew 27 verse 17 to 24. All right, so as I said, this evening's session is called God alone knows it all. And the reason why the Holy Spirit is moving in this direction and saying that God alone knows it all is because too many of us are putting our power in things. We put in our power in gems. We're saying that these stones have power. We're saying that inanimate objects have power. We put in power in things. We even put in power in organs, and our organs can't operate by themselves. So the Holy Spirit is telling us to take back our power. Take back that power, and don't be put in power, because God alone knows it all. There's one God, and there's one source, and there's one power. All right, so this is a continuation from last week. So let me just give a little preamble. So last week, we talked about the fact that the I in us is self-created, self-maintained, and self-sustained. So the I in us. That I in us is self-created, self-maintained, and self-sustained. Therefore, it never looks outside of itself for anything because it is self-created, self-maintained, and self-sustained. You may be thankful to parents who have left you a large inheritance. You may be grateful to an employer who pays you well. You may appreciate your husband or your wife who provides for you. You may do that. But you have no right to be dependent on any one of them. Hear me somebody. You have no right to be dependent on any one of them. Or to feel that some person is the source of your good. True. You not only me. But you must be grateful to others for everything that you receive from them. But at the same time, you must never forget the source. Another basic point we touch on is, is the implied I. What you accept for yourself you must accept for every other person because there's only one eye. So if someone says that he is ill and you know that you are not, you do not have to accept 
that you do not or you do not have to reject it you don't have to accept it or you don't have to reject it let, let me see if I could open you up a little bit if we believe that there is that the indwelling Christ God dwells within us if we believe that God is spirit and we must worship him in spirit and in truth if we believe that truly we are spirit we are spirit and we live and have our being in God by accepting accepting illness and in another person you are accepting it in yourself and so what I'm seeing this evening don't accept it and don't reject it if somebody claims that they're ill and you are not ill you do not have to accept that and you do not have to reject it don't don't put that emotion in it don't accept it don't reject it on the other hand if you accept the fact that the eye of you is God then you do not have to pay any attention at all to what anyone may say because God is the eye of you if you learn to accept everyone in your consciousness as God being you need have no fear for him hear me somebody you need have no fear for that person if you accept everyone in your consciousness as God's being you need have no fear for him if however you accept him as a human being then you will have concern are you hearing me are you understanding what I'm trying to see let, let me repeat we just repeat this one more time because it's it's a, a new way of thinking and uh, if you could get this it, it will really help you sort out your mind so the I in you the God in you is is, is self-created self-maintained and self-sustained so you don't have to worry about God 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 alone knows it all therefore that I in you, that God in you, it never looks outside of itself for anything. So, I'm saying, you may be thankful to parents who left you a large inheritance. You may be grateful to an employer who pays you well. You may appreciate your husband or your wife who provides for you. You may do that. But you have no right to be dependent on any one of them. Or to feel that some person is the source of your good. True. You not only may, but you must be grateful to others for everything that you receive from them. But at the same time, you must never forget the source. And then I said another point implied in this I. What you accept for yourself. You must accept for every other person because there's only one eye. So if someone say that he is ill and you know that you are not, you do not have to accept that and you do not have to reject it. On the other hand, if you accept the fact 
that the eye of you is God, then you do not have to pay any attention at all to what anyone may say because God is the eye of you. If you learn to accept everyone in your consciousness as God's being, you need have no fear for Him. If, however, you accept them or Him as a human being, then you will have concern. That's my preamble. I hope it, it, it shed a little clearer light. All right, let's go to the reading. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. As concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is none other God but one. For so there be that are called God, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be God's many and Lord's many. But to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Amen. Praise be to God. Next read then. For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Next reader. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Who will you that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus? which is called Christ. For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will you that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What then shall I do with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but rather a tumult was made, he took water, he washed his hands before the multitude, and said, I am 
innocent of the blood of this just person. See you. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them. When he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. Amen, amen, amen. Now, God alone knows it all. All error is made up of the belief that there is power in certain forms or effects. For example, if you believe that life is dependent on the heart, you are given power to a form. Therefore, it becomes necessary specifically to know that life is not dependent on organs and functions for life is God and is self-maintained and self-sustained. There is also a universal belief in the power of gems, in some gems and evil, deadly power, and in some gems a good and healing power. Such belief is erroneous because it places power in form, in an effect called a gem. And there is no power in form or effect. All power is in the invisible. The error, however, is not the gem, nor the weather, and not the climate. The error is in the belief that these have power. Do not deny weather. Do not deny climate. Do not deny infection. Do not deny horoscope. But realize that because there is only one power, there is no power in form or in effect then you will be handling error. There is no power in form or effect. We are the ones given that power through our belief. Error is a belief that there is power outside of God, outside of the eye that you are. That's where all our errors start. Error is a belief that there is power outside of God, outside of the eye that you are. It is in the belief that the heart, the lungs, or some other organs of the body can do something or be something, whereas it cannot be or do anything but an instrument of eye. Get who is the life here. These things are an instrument of our eye. Knowing not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hear me. Understand me carefully. Error is a belief that there is power outside of God. 
outside of the I that you are. It is in the belief that the heart, the lungs, or some other organ of the body can do something or be something. Whereas it cannot be or do anything but an instrument for I. Whether it is an instrument for good or for evil depends on what extent you are operating on the spiritual plane or on the human plane. You are operating on the spiritual or on the human plane. Hear me. Let me say this again. Error is a belief that there is power outside of God, outside of the I that you are. It is the belief that the heart, the lungs, or some other organ of the body can do something or be something, whereas it cannot or be anything but an instrument for I. Whether it is an instrument for good or for evil depends to what extent you are operating on, the spiritual or the human plane. The moment that you surrender yourself to the government of the I, which is God, every organ of your body is then not your instrument, but the instrument of God. You hear me, somebody? That's how healing takes place in your body. The moment that you surrender yourself to the government of the eye, which is God, every organ of your body is then not your instrument, but the instrument of God. It has no power to live or to die. It has no power to give or withhold. It has only the power to be an instrument through which God works. The human being can be good or he can be evil. He can be good or he, he can do good or he can do evil. He can be sick or well or he can be alive or dead. If he is operating from the standpoint of being man, that is, of being effect, the moment that you make the transition and realize, no, I is God. I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth my life. The body becomes an instrument through which God lives. Let me say this again so that you understand me clearly. The human being, the human being, not the spiritual being, the human being, the human being can be good or he can be evil. He can do good or he can do evil. He can be sick or well. He can be alive or dead. If he is operating from the standpoint of being man, that is, of being effect. We are all effects. Your body is an effect. The moment that you make the transition and realize, 
No, I is God. I live, as Paul said. I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth my life. The moment you realize that, the body becomes an instrument through which God lives. Then the body cannot be sick, and it cannot be well. It cannot be alive or dead. The body can only be an instrument which God functions in our earlier stage of the spiritual path that we walk we may occasionally forget that our body is but an instrument through which God functions and instead of being the master of it we may let universal belief operate on it experiences that come as a result of the operation of this universal belief are just lessons along the way and provide opportunity to expand our consciousness. No one can jump into heaven at a single bound. So if you fall down once in a while, do not criticize or condemn yourself. Give yourself a little time to assimilate the idea that this is not your body. This is the body of God, the temple of the Holy Ghost. And it is God's responsibility to operate it, not yours. Remember what we said in the beginning when we started. We said that God is self-created. The Ayanas is self-created, self-maintained, and self-sustained. So let him, let him give yourself a, a, a little break here. Give yourself a little break and remember that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and it is God's responsibility to operate it, not yours. Error consists in placing power in person, things, circumstances or, or condition. That's when the error happens. When we place power in person, things, circumstances or condition. Regardless of the problem, it usually takes the form of some power that he gives to somebody or something. You must realize that that is the error. That is not power and not place, not cause, and that it does not have an effect. All power and all the glory and all the dominion are in the eye that you are. All the power and all the glory and all the dominion are in the eye that you are. It is an easy thing to state that God is all and that there is no error. It is a difficult thing to demonstrate. It becomes simpler if when you are called upon to help others, you ask yourself, To what am I given power? Ask yourself that. To what am I given power? Gems? Infection? Horoscope? What am I given power to? Because there is the error, the belief in the selfhood apart from God. A presence and a power apart from God and the belief that 
there is a God other than the I which you are. Are you hearing me, somebody? Everyone that experiences any discord at all is being handled by universal belief, some universal error. Everyone. As long as you are in this flesh, it will be necessary to bring to your conscious remembrance the truth that the eye is God, not man, not effect. I is spirit. And that embodies within itself all presence, all power, all law, all cause, and all effects. Are you hearing me? As long as you are in this flesh, it will be necessary to bring to your conscious remembrance the truth that the I is God, not man, not effect. I is spirit, and that I embodies within itself all presence, all power, all law, all cause, and all effect. From there, go on to the realization that whatever it is that is troubling you is a belief in a power external to your own being, a power in effect, in form, or in person. The master had to meet the belief in a power external to himself when he came face to face with Pilate. So in facing infection, temptation, unhappiness, loneliness, lack and limitation, you have to know that there is no power in them. The power is in the God. That is the I of you. The power of the I amness within you. Let me say this again. The master had to meet the belief in a power external to himself. When he came face to face with Pilate. So, in facing infection, temptation, unhappiness, loneliness, lack, and limitation. You have to know that there is no power in them. The power is in the God that is the eye of you. The power of the I amness within you. Hear me. The master had to meet the belief in a power external to himself when he came face to face with Pilate. So I'm telling you today, so in facing infection, temptation, unhappiness, loneliness, lack and limitation, you have to know that there is no power in them. The power is in the God that is the eye of you. The power of the I amness within you. No statement of truth is power unless it is uttered when you are in the spirit. If so, 
be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, then you, the children of God, then you are the Christ, the Savior, then you are the Son of God, that His power to forgive sin, heal disease, and raise the dead. If you are not in the Spirit, you are just a human being trying to take onto yourself powers that you never have had and never will have. It is only the Son of God in you that has power not by man or by ordination of man, not by licensing by man, not by receiving an authority from man or organization, does a man become an apostle? That which constitutes Christhood is an inner ordination from God, which is the Spirit of God in men. Let me say this again. I'm, I'm, I won't be long because I just need you to understand this. Jesus had to meet the belief in a power external to himself. He came face to face with it with Pilate. So in facing infection, unhappiness, loneliness, lack and limitation, you have to know that there is no power in them. The power is in the God that is the eye of you. The power of the I amness within you. No statement of truth is power unless it is uttered when you are in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you then you are the children of God. That's what the word of God said. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you, then you are the children of God. Then you are the Christ, the Savior. Then you are the Son of God that has power to forgive sin, heal disease, and raise the dead. If you are not in the spirit, you are just a human being trying to take onto yourselves powers you never have had and never will have. It is only the Son of God in you that has the power. Not by man or by ordination of man. Not by licensing by man. Not by receiving an authority from man or organization. Does a man become an apostle? That which constitutes Christhood is an inner ordination from God which is the Spirit of God in man. You and I, as human beings, have to lift ourselves into attainment of that divine sonship. And then, do we receive power to become the sons of God. I will stop here for tonight. God bless you. I hope you got something from this. I hope it makes some kind of sense. God bless you so. Amen. All right. Let's see if you get something from this. Pastor Gloria, I think the, the, the powerfulness of today's tonight's message is coming from all we have heard for the last Sundays. And I want to say, what I am getting is that the conditioning 
that we have had over the years, it sometimes causes us to think that sometimes when things happen, the outsideness has the power over our lives or over us. And now that we are learning to separate, it's almost in, in the brain industry where I work, we used to call it stratification. We, we, we sort of splitting ourselves knowing that we are God, but we also have this physical that we carry around. And you are asking us to know that the power of God and the true I in us is really without this, this physical that we are in. And it's a, it's, a, it's a strange dichotomy that our minds now have to think because of the conditioning, because of what we were conditioned to believe. But really you're saying to us, Pastor Gloria, that God is in us. We can do it because God is the one doing it. We don't have to be brilliant. We don't have to be this. If we have been called by God to do it, God will do it in spite of any frailties that may exist in the physical. Because really it doesn't matter to God because the eye in us is God. And Pastor Gloria, I have just a quick example, and I like the example Sister Eva gave of that man seven years, still alive and on dialysis. And you said to us that it is God sustaining him. He has his work to do. Sometimes how I see what you're saying to us is sometimes, Pastor Gloria, you notice sometimes that you, you, you're supposed to be tired in, in your mind. You're, you're doing one thing after the other. But there is somebody that has to be touched, especially in my business. And I come back around and I'm supposed to be tired. But I'm not tired. And four persons down the line, each person, God wanted me to touch this life. And Pastor Glory, then I realized, really, my physical body has nothing to do with what God, the eye in me, is doing. So I want to thank you. We have to learn to stratify, separate the physical, and know that it is God in us. The eye is God. And that is where the power lies. Thank you, Pastor Gloria. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for putting it so eloquently. And as you were speaking, I don't know if it's the last podcast or the podcast before, I think it's the podcast before. I said, if we're going up in a plane, the plane is in us. If we're going up in a submarine, the submarine it is us. We are not in the submarine. We are not in the plane. It is in us. The plane is in you. The submarine is in you. The power is not outside of you. I may not frighten you guys anymore. But you understand. Thank you, Prophetess Natalie. That was beautiful. Well said. Well said. 